drum roll, please. Why haven't you done it? What is holding you back from pursuing the next step, getting super curious about this dream? Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. This is Megan Nilsson. And as always, I am delighted, honored, and humbled that you are here with me today. And we are marching through, marching through, marching through 2023. And I've got some fun things in store for you. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to show up week after week and tuning in. I launched this podcast in April And we are six or seven months in, over 4,000 downloads, and you guys continue to bless me with your words of encouragement. I just love it when I get an instant instant message. (laughs) That's like so AOL of me to say. Did I just give away my age? When I get a direct message, a DM on Instagram from, I got one from a, a woman who said, Megan, I just wanted to tell you how amazing your podcasts are. So fun to see you shining God's light brightly. So It just blesses me to no end to hear from you. And I hope and pray that these episodes bless you. So the reason that I hop on here week after week is because I know, I know that I know in the marrow of my bones that God created you, that he loved you, and that he is inviting you into a deeper walk with him. I I love really being able to set you up for that space. And I got another message from someone who said, Megan, a year ago, I told a friend of mine that I really wished for and was praying for a deeper walk with God. And I need you to know that listening to your podcast and reading your your Untangled Faith book and ordering the Untangled Faith journal has helped me do just that. So I'm just blessed and honored and give God the glory for any breakthrough, transformation, or blessing that's coming your way. And I want to thank you for listening from all over the world. So of course, most of my listeners are in the United States. I get that. That's where I am from. But we've got listeners from Australia and the UK, Taiwan, France, Belgium, New Zealand. It's super fun to hop on the analytics and see where you all are tuning in from. So once again, thank you so much for doing that. Over the past few weeks, I've been talking about how we can really look at Jesus's life, how we can study his life, read the gospels and pick out snippets, pick out passages of scripture and begin to dive in and say, what are we seeing here? So we dove into some stories from John, the gospel of John, the gospel of Luke, to see how Jesus was inviting people to do life with him, to follow him, to go into deeper waters and begin to shift how they went through life, what their paradigm was, how they can enter into supernatural solutions with him and really live an entirely different life, even even if where they lived or where they were didn't change the encounter with him changed everything. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. What does it look like to have an encounter with him? How do you know 
if you have a God-sized dream. So one of the things that I love to talk to people about and I love to draw out of the clients that I'm working with in my kingdom life coaching and the the men and women that I work with in in online studies and Bible studies is just is just beginning to ask this question, what has God planted inside of you that is unique to you that he wants to get out into the world because what he has planted in you, what he is birthing in you will need to come out in order to bless the world and bring a kingdom impact and glorify him. So today we're going to talk about what does it look like to dream big with God? How do you know if you have a God-sized dream? And then maybe some of those rascally reasons that keep you from actually living into and executing and walking in that God-sized dream. This is this is a podcast episode for people who dream. For those of you who get that fluttering in your heart that really, I believe, only comes from the Holy Spirit, this is for you. If there has been something that has been on your heart and on your mind for a little while now, we are, we're almost at the end of 2023, and it's possible that you're like, man, there's still something I'm thinking about. What if that could happen in 2024? What if when the calendar changes and things turn over, what if this coming year is the year that X happens? And I want to join you in that amazing question, what if? And we can think about what if all day long, but until we begin to actually walk it out and take the steps to see if if God's favor is on this, to see if his hand is on this to lead you in that, you will have no idea. So a lot of times, one of the main problems about God-sized dreams is that we keep them very private. The problem is that you may have a dream on your heart of something that you have been longing to do, whether that is to write a book, change jobs, move across the country, move across the world, learn a new language, you know, foster kids or give to an organization. The list goes on and on, but the, one of the main problems is that right now, you are the only one that knows about this. You and God. Maybe, maybe if we're lucky, another person or two. But part of being a wholehearted human being, a child of God, living wholeheartedly on this earth is to live into your dreams and bring heaven to earth. We are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. Why? And we we are we exist to glorify him, to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and what? To love our neighbor as ourselves. What has God put inside of you? Gifts, talents, and treasures that can that will help you that you, how you are uniquely positioned to love the people around you. That's what I want to draw out of you today. You know you were made for more. I know that you know. If you did not believe that, you would not be listening to this podcast. End of story. You would have clicked off a long time ago and you would have been like, well, I don't really know. I don't really get that. I don't understand what she's saying. But the reason that you're listening and you continue to listen is because you know that God has put something inside of you. There is a Holy Spirit dream that has been burning for a while inside. But here's the problem. That is where your dream has stayed. Locked inside tucked away under a lock and key in your heart, a little secret between you and God, sort of a wink, wink, you know, God, I've been dreaming about this. And at this point, 
you wonder if it will ever really happen. Or you've been working at something and you've tried the thing. You've tried it this way and that way and the other way and the alternative way. And you're like, I don't really know if this is ever going to really happen. If you're in that place where you're, where you're like, man, I've been fishing all night. I haven't caught a thing. I want you to go back to listen to episode 32 for the weary among us, a Jesus' invitation for different results. Perhaps your first step is to truly get back in line with God back in line, abiding in Jesus, spending time with him so that he can take you out into deeper waters and begin and, and, tell, and show you how to throw your net on the other side. What do you need? Who do you need around you in order to do this? But the first step I would argue is to name the dream. Don't keep it locked inside of you anymore. In the gospels, Jesus says, who lights a lamp and puts it under a basket? Many of you have this lamp a lit lamp, a lighted lamp, whatever the grammar is, you understand the light is on in your spirit and yet you've put a basket over it and you've kept it private and that is part of the problem. So what would it look like to name the dream and begin to take the basket off of that light, let it out into the open and begin to tell people and say, you know what, this is really, really vulnerable to say. I don't even know how you're going to receive this, but I want you to know that God's put a dream inside my heart. Listen, God tells us that we can, (laughs) in him, we can do more than we can even ask or imagine. So why do we play small? Why do we let our imaginations get limited and stifled? So if your imagination is growing and creative ideas are coming to you, or one idea, doesn't have to be multiple, but I have a feeling there's something inside of you that you've held under lock and key. So I'm going to challenge you today to name the dream. Pick one person. Let's just start with one that you can turn to and say, this is really vulnerable. I've actually never told anybody this, but I believe that God put this dream in my heart. What is it? You don't need to compare to anybody else. Just begin to talk about it with beautiful, wonderful curiosity. When I heard, I, when I hired my very first coach, so this is, this is the coach before the coach before the coach before I ever had a business and something, I truly believe that there was a Holy Spirit dream inside of me to, to speak and to write and to now, coach, which I now know has come to fruition. But there was this concept that the, my very, very first coach ingrained in, in my head. Session after session, she would say, what are you curious about? And she would say, do not limit yourself. Get out a piece of paper. What are you curious about? Write it all down. Don't limit yourself. Dream big. Are you curious about the seasons changing? Are you curious about if climate change is is truly real? Are you curious about how we would ever get to world peace? Are you curious about how to learn a new language? Are you curious about what it would look like to travel to a new country every month? Whatever it is, write it all down and then start to circle the things that are truly, truly aligned in your spirit about you. You think this is the season. This is the time. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to write a book? Some of you, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, have a story to tell. Maybe you want to write a book. God's put that on your heart. Maybe you want to start a podcast. If you want to start a podcast, would you please reach out to me and message me the word podcast? Because 
Kristen Chadwick, my good friend and podcast coach, hosts a podcast boot camp that helps faith-based women get their message out into the world. There is no, no excuse. Do you want to make peace in a relationship? Is there a relationship in your life that is just struggling and you know God is calling you to engage differently? Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's with a child. Maybe it's with a parent, a coworker. What is it? I don't know. There's some relationship in your life that you are longing for peace, connection, and understanding. Tell somebody about that. How could you partner with God to bring that about? Some of you are going to want to start a business. I know this because I have talked to you. I've talked to you online. I've talked to you in person. And you have a stirring in your heart to solve a problem. You have gifts and talents to solve a problem in this world that no one else can solve quite like you. You want to start a business, but you don't know how to do it. And so you're you're letting that lack of, of, of trust, that lack of <laughs> know-how, stunt you in your growth. If you are, I have another invitation for you. If you are a faith-based person and you want to build, grow, or scale a business, message me about that because I am partnering with Belinda Egan and Kimberly Sanderson to, to grow a community called the Sharpened Edge for faith-based entrepreneurs, kingdom business professionals. If you want to start that business, reach out because there's something that we can help you with. Do you want to take on a leadership role? Maybe you feel like you're called to lead at home or church or in your work, but you've been a little bit shy to do so. Do you want to be a bigger voice, a bigger influence in these places, and yet you don't know what your role is? You don't know how you could possibly do that. Take this to the Lord. Do you want to host a Bible study or a book club? Maybe you feel like you're called to use your home in new ways to usher people into the love and knowledge of God. What could that look like for you this year? Maybe you want to go back to school and what is and what God's calling you to do requires further education. Maybe you want to quit your job and the thing you're doing now does not align with who you are. You're bored. You're out of alignment. What do you do next? Maybe you want to foster a child. You have big love and compassion for children in your community that have been neglected, abused, that are not in good situations. And you think, I want that for our family, for our home. You name it, the dreams that God lays on our hearts are endless. And I would argue that there are universal dreams and there are unique dreams. What is a universal dream? A universal dream is something that we, the Big C Church, all of us dream about together. Because God wants to bring heaven to earth. He wants his kingdom to come. So we pray, we believe our universal dream is that God would be glorified on this earth, that people would turn from darkness to light, understand the love and the saving grace of Jesus and follow him. That is a universal dream. That is a tenet of our faith that we pray for and that we pray into and that people would be free on this earth as they follow Jesus. A unique dream is something that he has put specifically inside of you, one human being to bring out into the earth. So universally, we can all hold hands and pray and really contend for some of those bigger things. Uniquely, what has he put inside of you as an individual to bring healing to this earth, to bring love and grace and light to this earth? What is that? It's going to manifest inside of you 
and ultimately bless other people. My question is, drum roll please, why haven't you done it? What is holding you back from pursuing the next step, getting super curious about this dream? And I'm going to argue that there are generally four main reasons that hold us back. Number one is this, fear. Plain and simple. This dream, this idea, this imagination feels too risky. And you're honestly quite comfortable where you are right now. You're, you're living in the comfort zone and there's not, you don't understand the bigger vision and it's not, it's not compelling enough. You, you, be, you wonder what will other people think? What will happen if I fail? You know what you want, but you're, you're afraid. You're afraid you're not going to get it, afraid of disappointment. Fear, there is no fear in love. So we read that very clearly in, in the letters of John. There is no fear in love. So if fear is holding you back, then it means that you are not trusting in the love of God. Dang, that feels pretty, that feels pretty heavy to say today, but that's what I that's what I feel is true. So ask yourself this: is fear holding me back because I'm afraid I'm gonna fail? I'm afraid of what other people are going to think. I'm afraid I won't like it. Listen, I was coaching a young lady the other day and she's really, she's in a pretty dead end job. She does not want to stay in this job. And so the pain is clear. So I said, okay, a year from now, if you are still working in this fast food job and you are still living in this place with these people, will you be okay with that? And she said, absolutely not. I will not be okay with that. I said, okay, so what's your alternative? Well, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Okay, well, let's start talking about options. And then ultimately it came out. She said, I am afraid to make a different decision because what if I start, what if I commit to something and I don't like it? And I said, listen, you're not going to know until you try it. So what can you do? You do not have to commit tens of thousands of dollars. You do not have to commit years of your life. But what is one small investment of time, an investment of money that you can make right now to try something? Otherwise, what's going to happen? You will have the same results as you have now. So how could fear be holding you back? Okay, number two. The second reason that we refrain or we hesitate from following a God-sized dream is timing. And timing is, is quite it real. You know this is something you want, but the timing hasn't felt right. Listen to that. Why is the timing not right? Is the timing not right because you are in a season of life where something else needs to be the priority? Pay attention to that. But there's a possibility that God is shifting you into a new season and you're praying for his timing. So for example, the Sharpened Edge community that we are launching and building for, for faith-based entrepreneurs and business professionals to grow both personally and professionally in your faith is happening now. Now, the gal that I'm partnering with, I'm hopefully she's, I'm pretty sure she's fine with me saying this because, hey, we're partnering together. Belinda was planning her community 
planning to launch her community. She's been planning this for a few months now, really wanting to build a community of people that could come alongside each other, get equipped to build, grow and scale a business. And yet there was something holding her back. So God-sized dream, but she just knew in her spirit, the timing wasn't right. She did not know why. Fast forward a few months, she and I meet. She hires me to be her kingdom life coach. We start working together and she's really really connected to her faith, really feeling the move of God and the invitation of God to, to, to connect to him. And then she says, I now know why the timing hasn't felt right until now. It's because the, the last piece of the puzzle is that God wants me to bring him into the equation. It's not just a business building group for the world's sake. It is for, it is for God's sake. She did not know why the timing wasn't right, but since she waited, because something in her spirit was saying, it's, we need to wait, we need to wait, then she gets the final piece of the puzzle, which is, oh, God wants me to bring him into it. He wants me to bring faith into this. And Megan, will you come in and be the, be, be the kingdom coach in this community? The timing wasn't right. God has so many, there are so many stories in scripture about timing and Jesus very, very clearly waiting and coming through in timing, timing of the season. So is fear holding you back or is timing holding you back? It's very important to do some key discernment work here because if you, if the, if you think the time isn't right because it's connected to fear, then that's something you need to dismantle and tackle. But if the timing isn't right because God is saying, wait, a few more things need to fall into place before this happens, then he's asking you to be patient and wait for his timing. Okay. Number three is this shame. Maybe one reason why you haven't stepped into this God-sized dream is because you've tried to pursue some dreams in the past and it just hasn't worked out. So you're embarrassed you feel shame. You're like, what are people going to think? I've tried this before and I didn't really have success. And they're going to be like, what are, why are you doing this again? And I love this quote by Bob Goff. He's the, he's, he's the author of dream big love always everybody or love does everybody always. I love Bob Goff. He's just a force of nature, but in his book, dream big, he says this, don't get punked by your past. Let me repeat that. Don't get punked by your past. It will lie to you, distract you, try to get your attention, and then laugh at you for looking. Man, he's got a way with words. Shame has one goal and one goal alone, to keep you cemented in a dark past while it hides a beautiful future from you. This is a word for some of you listening right now. You are afraid to pursue, you're hesitant to pursue this God-sized dream because shame has clouded your vision. A cloak of shame has, has laid itself over your shoulders and you, it weighs heavy on you. Listen, Bob says, don't get punked by your past. Your past will lie to you, distract you, try to, try to get your attention and, and then laugh at you for looking. Shame has one goal, to keep you cemented in a dark past while it hides a beautiful future from you. And I truly believe that Satan would like nothing else than for you to be carrying this cloak of shame so that you never step into the true, your true God-given purpose and in freedom. Don't let your past hide a beautiful future from you. 
And number four is this, your partner, if you are married, potentially your spouse is not on board with what you want to do. And I'm just going to be fully honest. This is a super tricky one. If you are married, this one requires a lot of prayer and discernment. So I do not pretend in any way, shape, or form to to say that this is easy. I know that there are a lot of couples out there and one person is feeling like, hey, I feel like the Lord has put this on my heart and I really think that we need to move in this direction. And yet the spouse in the covenant relationship says, I don't feel the same way. When we, when Scott and I were talking about adoption, God had laid that on my heart first. Now, originally when we were had been married 10 years and we were talking about if we were going to grow our family, we had two kids and how would we grow our family? We were both on the same page. We were both in agreement that we did not feel the sense of the stir to have another biological child. However, we were both open to the idea of adoption. God had really woven us together in this idea of could we adopt? Now, fast forward all those years later, and the Holy Spirit really, really grew this passion and this idea and this dream of adoption in my heart. I think Scott was not really thinking about it. He was living life and kind of doing his thing, raising our two kids. And so when I initially brought it up, Scott wasn't really on board. So I said, listen, it is really strong on my heart. So I'm, I'm, I'm guess I'm going to challenge you today. What could it look like for you to come to your partner, your spouse in full transparency and say, I understand that this is a hard concept for you. You might not feel the same way I do. So first of all, let them off the hook a little bit, understand, relate to them and say, I understand that this is something I'm thinking about and it might not be what you are thinking about, but can we commit to fast and pray about this together? So that's what Scott and I did. We said, you know what? We're not on the same page today, but what we are going to do is we're going to take a few months. I think at that point it was probably a few weeks, a month. It was like July 1st. And I said, okay, by August 1st, we're not even going to talk about this. We're not going to, I'm not going to belabor this point, but let's just both agree to pray about this, journal about this, fast as God leads, and then in a month from now, let's revisit it. And the way that our story worked out is God aligned our hearts, and you know the rest of the story, we adopted our youngest two from Ethiopia. So I would say if your spouse is not on board, it must be tre- you must treat this with high discernment and prayer. And maybe you need to talk about this, ask them if they want to pray with you, because, you know, I don't take that lightly. You are in covenant relationship and God, I do believe that God wants us to honor each other, but we should not be afraid to share what God has put on our heart with our spouse. So those are the four reasons that I would say are are, are four main reasons why we don't follow this God-sized dream. Fear, timing, not the right season, shame, We've tried something in the past and it hasn't worked out or our partner's not on board. So pray through those things. See if God is inviting you to, to do some deeper work in those areas. I definitely understand fear. 
100% I understand being afraid of something. I was very afraid of growing our family through adoption because I knew that as beautiful it is, as it is, it is very broken and messy. And there is bringing people together from, from a trauma, a place of trauma was, is not super simple and it wasn't. And God has brought me to all of us to an amazing place of healing. I have been afraid to write are you kidding me? I've been afraid to write a book. I was so nervous. Who, who, these are the things that I was thinking, who would care? Who would even read it? What's the point? And yet I knew if I didn't take the next right step of faith, if I didn't try, I was being disobedient to something that God had put on my heart. I believe that this is speaking to some of you today. You have a dream, you have an idea of something that God has put on your heart. And maybe for whatever reason, the reasons that I've mentioned or some other reason, you have not done it. But if you are truly honest and you look in the mirror, if you know that God's put this on your heart to do, to do, are you being disobedient not to do it? If he has called you to write, if he has called you to speak, if he has called you to reach out and love and serve in a certain way and you're not doing it because of fear, timing, shame, whatever, is the truth of the matter that you would, you would actually be in disobedience because you are not doing what God has asked you to do. Now, does this mean that you are not going to be loved by God? Absolutely not. Like God loves you. He has plans for you. You are not outside of his grace. But I am going to argue that you might be missing out on understanding him, on experiencing him in a new way. You might be missing out on experiencing life on this earth in a new way because you are not walking in that invitation that God has given you. What I want to do is let you sit in that for a while. And next week, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about four attributes of a God-sized dream. So how do you know if you are carrying a God-sized dream? So today, we really launched into the stirring, the stirring, the, 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 the dreams, the getting curious, four things that hold us back from walking in something that God has put on our heart. And next week, I want to come in and talk about four attributes of a God-sized dream so that you can begin to do some of the work and see if this is something that he's put on your heart to walk into in the coming months. All right. I love you guys. As always, thanks for hanging out with me. If this episode has blessed you or encouraged you or just rattled your cage a little bit and you think that someone else would benefit from listening to it, please, please share it with a friend. And this is a two-parter. So tune in next week when we walk in exploring God-sized dream a little deeper. So love you guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.